0: Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. 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 What is up, everybody? You're tuning in to the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into some NBA as the Bulls take on D. Rose, Tom Thibodeau, Taj Gibson, and the New York Knicks for the third time this season tonight at uh, 6.30. So this should be another barn burner. They've split so far. They've played two games at the United Center, so this would be a good matchup at Madison Square Garden. Um, and then we're also going to dive into some hoops as college tournaments uh, over Thanksgiving break has finally come to an end. We now have a better idea of who has a better chance to make it all the way to the Final Four, even though you really never do uh, in college basketball. Uh, George, Mason, George Mason proved that one. Um, but lots to talk about in college basketball. Uh, I like what I see out of some teams, like the Zags, even though they lost to Duke on Friday. They have some work to do. Um, but I believe in the Zags team. I think they can go all the way this year. Um, but, yeah, college hoops, NBA, let's get after it. So I want to first apologize for the no podcast last week. I honestly, with Turkey Day on Thursday and just having a break um, and, until Monday, um, I actually got my, my boost boost on Friday, my booster shot, and I felt like shit. Afterwards, and so I was just you know, I wasn't even thinking about the podcast, but I should have on the podcast before said that we we're gonna take a Thanksgiving intermission, uh, even though that's some pussy shit. Like, you know, there should be no days off, that's on me. Uh, it was honestly on Sunday, and I was like, damn, I don't think I ever did a podcast. Uh, so I'm sorry for any anticipated listeners out there, it's on RMT, uh, he will get it together. Uh, but as I said, you know, didn't feel good this weekend, Thanksgiving. Um, I'm giving all the excuses, all the valuable or reliable excuses I can give, Um, but uh, also I want to start off uh, by saying that Walls is a pussy, Uh, big pussy, Um, but I love them, Um, hope to see you soon, hope to see you soon, baby, Uh, I feel like I haven't seen you a whole lot lately, busy at Benchmark, doing your thing, Uh, I haven't really been going out, so we got to make that that happen this weekend. Let's 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 link, baby. Uh, I hate you, colonizer, as well. Uh, I hate your guts. Um, but you already knew that. Uh, you've always known that, as you hate mine. Uh, so it's mutual. That's why we like each other. We both hate each other. Uh, sparks sparks some sort of love. I don't know what it is, um, but to the bulls, to the bulls. It's been kind of a weird last week. Um, you know, coming back from that West Coast trip, winning. You know, three out of five. Um, you know, dropping, dropping that game to the Rockets—the one in fourteen Rockets really hurt. Um, didn't really understand how they could lose that game. Um, coming off that that thirty-point debacle against the Pacers, the one game I well, that's not true. I did go to the Bulls Pistons game opening weekend, uh, easy dubs. But that Monday night game uh, last week against the Pacers, they really lost by thirties. For some, you know, Caruso was out. Everyone assumed, oh, they're coming back. Um, from the road trip, they're going to be, you know, off. And I'm like, no, they're playing well. You know, they shouldn't be, you know, tired. Eh, ah, well, turns out I was wrong. The Bulls immediately down 19-5, to never got better. Um, lost by 30. Didn't even make it out of that game. And what I mean by that is, you know, didn't follow through the full thing. I've never not stayed for a full Bulls game. Uh, we were out of there by the start of the fourth quarter. Uh, it was Ali's first Bulls game ever, so it's really disappointing that, that's the way they play because she's been watching. She's been watching. Uh, she's been loving them. So she was just as pissed as we were, uh, Holman and Cole. So, yeah, it was a group decision to get out of there early for the best. As I said, this, the, the starters didn't even play the fourth quarter. Um, but they had that Pacers game, um, and then they, they lost the Rockets, and you're like, oh, my God. He just lost the 1-14 Rockets. But then they come back, uh, fat dubs against... Uh, Wendell Carter and the Magic, I guess Wendell Carter is the best player ever, had about 30 points against us, uh, so a little bit of a slow start from us there, uh, aided by the hot start by Carter, but the Bulls ended up, you know, winning by 25, um, and then we get to the Miami Heat game, where Bulls played, you know, gross, but, you know, they still got, you know, they were, they should have won the game, they go up by six in the fourth quarter, you know, Heat are a good team. Obviously, they're right, you know, right where we are at the top of the East. Um, and then Gabe Vincent beat the Bulls. Gabe Vincent, you know, 20 points for him. Um, I guess it was the Max Struess night as well, you know, coming back to Chicago um, after playing at DePaul. So he was hot early. Uh, and then, of course, Lowry and Butler took over at the end of the game. But they really didn't have a good game until the end. Uh, it was a really grinded out gross game that the Bulls ultimately couldn't get done at the end. came down to who can make shots at the end of the game. Bulls weren't able to do that. Uh, But you know what? They still like competed really hard. So it wasn't like I was that I mean, it was a fun game. The Heat are really good, you know. And like I said we didn't have um, Caruso or actually no, we did have Caruso that game. That was, that was versus the Pacers. That's no excuse for the Bulls not having, they had Caruso there. Um, But they just, you know, it was coming off one of those back-to-backs again. The Bulls obviously have not been good I've come off back to back, so they've shown they haven't been able to. Um, so watch for that as the season goes on see if they can get better at that. Not that it really matters on the stretch because well, I I guess the playoffs you do have to you know play back to back, so they should get better at it. No excuse, you know, it's not an excuse that you put that before to say, Oh yeah, we're gonna take it off easy tonight, especially if everyone's playing. It'd be different if people were resting, but they're not. So they gotta figure that out. Um, but then play the Hornets on Monday. Versus LaMelo, and they kicked their ass. I mean, it was a great game. Hornets, Bulls, of course, let them back in the game, but then they took off at the end. Vucevic, 6-for-6 six six from downtown, 30 points. I mean, where's that been? So that was awesome to see the Vuce coming out party. Um, Lonzo going off against his brother. Even though LaMelo had a great game as well. So that was cool that both of them had a good game. The Bulls still came out on top. It means the Bulls are doing something right. Uh, especially, the, I mean, the Hornets are good. They're I think they're 13-11 now. They just took a tough loss to the Bucks. The other day who are getting hot, I may say the Bucks are back. They've won like eight in a row. Uh, so yeah, you know, Hornets lost by two last night to the Bucks, after being up by like sixteen points or so, so but that just shows the Bulls are the Bulls have been playing an unbelievably hard schedule. I mean, in in the beginning of the season they had the Pistons twice, the Pelicans, uh, and then, you know, they've played the Rockets and the Magic. But other than that, they have had I mean if I can let's see if I can find this schedule here um, for uh, the Bulls the Bulls have you know have been playing you know game after game where it's just been like unbelievably tough you know there's no days off um, so let's let's see how I found it here all right so going back you know after the cupcake schedule um, they won at Toronto. All right, I'm just getting horny over here. I'm going through the schedule. The once row which is a tough place to play, All right, They beat them. Um, they lose by one to the Knicks at home, then beat the Jazz by eight at home. Come back at that Celtics win up fourteen, then back to back losses to the Sixers. Two tough losses there. They were hard fought both in those games. Um, that's which Well and Be playing both of them. I mean, obviously he's been out. Um, then they win by twenty three against the Nets at home, then by ten against the Mavericks. And then we go in the West, and we go out West. Get blown up by the Warriors. It was close to the first half. Next night, or two nights later, beat the Clippers by 10 in LA. Then beat the Lakers by 18 with AD playing, no LeBron. Um, AD actually did get kicked out that game, um, but the Bulls gonna win anyway. Um, then lose a heartbreaker to Portland at Portland, we're up by 20-plus, couldn't finish it. Then beat Denver without Jokic, still win. Then Bulls didn't beat Denver at Denver in like fifteen years, haven't beat Denver period in like five years. So it's a big win. Then go back home, beat the Knicks, some revenge game. And then you know, Pacers, Rockets, we were talking about that. Magic, Heat, and then Hornets. So think about that. They've pretty much have played a playoff team. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Like almost like half more than half their schedule has been against playoff teams. Um so but they in perspective the Bulls are playing good basketball. Um they have fourteen wins on the season. They're currently technically third in the East, um, but they are um right behind the Wizards are fourteen and eight, they're still hanging around. Oh, so the Bulls are fourteen, yeah, so they're tied with the Wizards at second and third with fourteen and eight, and the Bucks at f- who are four. So they have a three way tie right now. Um l- listen to this Eastern conference, it is so bizarre. So you get the Brooklyn Nets at fifteen and six, that's expected then you have the Wizards, Bulls, and Bucks tied for second, 14-8. So that's a 2-4. Heat are at 5, 13-9. I mean, I thought they should be a little higher. Um, But, I mean, they're right there. They're literally a game out. Um, And then the Cavaliers, even without Sexton, who's gone for, like, the year, I think. Mobley's been out. They're hanging around. They're 12-10. Atlanta's 12-10. Boston's 12-10. So that's 6-8. And you have the Hornets at 9, 13-11 the Knicks at 10, 11 and 10 and then the Sixers 11 and 11 at 11. So oh my god, the East is stacked this year with how I mean, I don't know if it's stacked with mediocrity, but it's a lot of good win, winning records, so it's going to be close down the stretch. Um and then with you know you have Raptors, Pacers, Magic, Pistons at the end. Uh, don't know if any of those teams are really going to make a push. You would think the Pacers would by the way they played on Monday. They're probably the most frustrating team. They're 9 and 15. And you, they kill the Bulls, but then they can't get it together against any other team, I guess. So I guess they just have the Bulls number. Uh, but ultimately, Bulls they are here for the long run. Uh, it's going to be an exciting season. Keep watching. Uh, it'll only get better from here. So college hoops last week. Always better when the Thanksgiving tournaments start. Because you're always so, like, horny when the first week of college basketball comes. But then you, know, you realize what the matchups are. You're just like, what am I what am I betting on? Like, geez, like you can't find, like every spread is like, <laughs> like minus a thousand money line or more. And then like minus 16, you're like, well, the, you know, it's really going to come down to if the scrubs can finish it off. And they usually can't, they usually can't uh, usually, you know, bad beat city from spreads anywhere between 10 and 20. Cause you just don't know. I mean, at the end of the game, it teams up 16, 45 seconds left. I mean, they're going to win. That's all they care about. You know? So just to, Depends if they can cover the 14 and a half with the last second triple by some random. So that's that's literally what you're betting on if you think about it for those type of spreads. Um, But, you know, I think I watched too much Battle for Atlantis last week. I I feel like every time I turned on it was Battle for Atlantis. Um, And then, you know, they had the Maui, which wasn't even in Maui. It was in Vegas. So I don't know if that's with COVID. They can't have it there. I don't know what the deal was there, but I missed, like, the Maui gym. It's like, the best part of it, I feel like. And it wasn't really a Maui feel for that tournament. Um, and, and Wisconsin took that. Uh, they beat St. Mary's in the final. Uh, there was a couple of good games in that tourney, but not any really real memorable games, I think. Uh, I think the you know, uh, Battle for Atlantis was probably um, the best tourney. Along with... Uh, um, I forget which one that Michigan's uh, was the yeah no that was all Battlefield It was like Michigan State, UConn, um yeah that was that that tournament if you watched that you saw that Michigan State's really good, um, Baylor's really good, uh, UConn's good, uh, Auburn's good. I mean if you guys saw that Auburn UConn game that game was insane like double overtime, uh, Katie Johnson transfer, um, super good for Auburn. I I love Auburn. They're going to be really good uh, this year. Uh, I think they were kind of low-key for a little bit and they have like this uh, freshman, uh, Jabari, uh, who's just a monster. Jabari Smith, I think is his name. You know, who I had no idea who he was until the game. Syracuse is going to be the classic Syracuse, I guess, this year. Uh, I've sucked, but then I've also played well, won in double overtime against the Hoosiers the other day. They're the same way. Like They look good, but could lose to anybody, could beat anybody. Syracuse, man, if they, if they get hot, watch out. But they are going to be the most frustrating team come tournament time because they're going to make the tournament, and it's like, do I trust them? Like, will they go far? If I, I know if I bet against them, they'll screw me, so I'm really not looking forward to Syracuse. I stay away from Syracuse games, betting-wise, if you're into betting, which I assume most of you are. Um, but, yeah, I know. Auburn looks really... UConn looks really good. You know, they definitely... UConn definitely, though, like, they're super good. But you just... If, they, if the right team plays them, like, Michigan State, man, grind... Like, Michigan State is a weird team. They're really good. And I guess they drain from three. I, they're, they're one of those teams that are like, unbelievable defense. But I know if I trust them, they're just going to break. I don't know. They don't have, like, those, like... like They can go streaky in the wrong direction, I feel like. But they're a Time a team... Trust Michigan State. I mean, I bet against them yesterday. I took Louisville, who I like, but Michigan State at home is always going to be good, and they have a good team this year. Um, Malik Hall, Gabe Brown. I mean, they got a squad, um, and they have all the pieces. Um, but they're just, you know, again, it's like the Michigan State team. You know, it's heavy on defense. You have the chance to get cold from the beyond the arc, and then a team, you know, that with, with lights out shooters could take them out. But you know, it's all matchups. I am not going to talk matchups today. Michigan State's good. Baylor is still Baylor. Oh, well, they just throw. It. They still have Matthew Mayer. This is the only guy I really know, and and like Flo Thamba, I think. Well, other than that, I don't know anybody. But they look good. You know, they're back to business. They're trying to win it all again. Um, so yeah, learn a lot from the battle for Atlantis. Um, Xavier, they're gonna be good. You know, they had a well, I they had a tough loss to Iowa State, but Iowa State completely undervalued, dominated Memphis, dominated Xavier. Iowa State's gonna be fucking good. Uh, they looked amazing in their tournament. Uh, Xavier, and Virginia Tech, you know, solid as well. I, I, I do like Xavier, the X Men, a uh, good bang team along with Providence. Uh, I took Providence yesterday, plus three and a half at home against Texas Tech it was an awesome game. Uh, if if the Friars get points at home, you gotta take them. I don't care who it is. Uh, Friars are dangerous. They got Al Durham transfer from you or from IU, and they still have all their guys back. You know, like a Reeves uh, and all these. Do from last year, they were good, so I I like Providence again this year, Ed Cooley Nation, um, and then yeah, I do like Xavier, they have like, I feel like Scruggs have been the team for 50 years, they have like this, I feel like they have the same team every year, uh, but they're still dirty, I like them, so that's a lot, not a lot has changed in that department, um, and then the Zags, the Zags are a wagon, you know, not really for, well they were for betting purposes, you know, when they played teams, you know, with a decent spread, like Texas, um, UCLA, but, you know, they, had, they did lose to Duke on Friday. Um, Duke looked really good, uh, who also lost to Ohio State on Tuesday. So once Duke became number one, they immediately lost. Tough place to play at Ohio State. I did take Ohio State, plus two and a half. Uh, but, you know, it, I like, you know, I what I'm realizing this year is home teams, good home teams with the plus, you, it's hard to go against them in college basketball. The home court is still a huge factor for basketball until of course, you know, you take the home team and they lose, but from what I've seen this year, the, you know, it's the home teams. They have a boost. They always will w- with a crowd. It, it might've been different last year um, with COVID, but you know, I think especially this year, you know, take the home teams if they're good, if they have the plus side, I'm, I'm telling you, it's been working. Uh, but uh, ultimately, yeah, the Zags are going to be right there. Yeah. Tough had a tough loss to do, but they also blew out UCLA and Texas, who are top five in the country. Uh and then yeah, if going forward for spreads, I mean they're gonna be minus thirty every game, so I don't trust that. That's a tough spread to cover every game. You have to play pretty much perfect basketball, which they can. But they have a younger team. You know, they have uh yeah they have Timmy and Nembard, but Holcomb's gonna need to you know I haven't been super impressed with him yet, but I'm not worried. I mean, he's number one pick. Scouts have seen him. I I think he's gonna be fine. You know, he's playing Pablo Benchero is Michael number one in the draft so it's like you know Holgram he's young you know give him time to figure out the zag system he will you know few loves them they're gonna be just fine come tournament time I mean it's so hard to win the tournament so if you judge them by not winning the tournament every year it's a pretty high scale um they've been competing you know national championships every single season for the last you know seven or eight years so I'll take that as a fan you know it's fun to watch them play so Lots to look forward to in college basketball this year. Um, it's just starting to pick up conference play. They're having, they're having the ACC Big Ten battles and whatnot. So once this week is over, they're going to start playing, you know, in conference ball, and that's where things start to get frisky. Riddles Rant of the Week. Hey, hey what's the hey? Cause I'm an island boy, an island boy. That is my riddles rant of the week. I don't know if you guys. I'm just kind of like like all my roommates, or uh, two of my roommates are into TikTok. I mean, not like die hard, but they but they look at them. So I've I've, I've picked up on some things. I I I've actually started to go on it a little bit. Uh, it, they always show up in like your Instagram feed, so I just like start scrolling. I'm like, oh, I might just well go to the app. But there's these like new guys called like the Island Boys. Uh, only famous because TikTok, which is, like, cool in a way. All right, wow, like, I can go on TikTok. Uh, and you actually can become famous if people start, you know, digging your trends. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, these, like, dudes that just put their hair up in, like, six different directions. And all they say is, because I'm an island boy, an island boy. And they, they just, everything they say, they're like, they're like, I had a hamburger with extra cheese. Like, everything, that's all they say in that tone for for hours, and you're like, what the fuck, how are you famous on this, and now, people are on TikTok are coming out, and they're like, like, I'm a redneck boy, and I'm just like, oh my god, don't, f-. but then, all of a sudden, I can't stop singing the tune, it's like, but it's not like a good thing, I'm not like, jamming to it, I'm like, get this out of my head, but I can't, I keep saying it, so the, whatever tone this is, it's working, that's why they're famous now, but they currently, they somehow got, like, they were, you know, they had their own concert, but that's a, that's what they want to be, is like, music artists. Right? And they had their own concert, I guess. There was video. They got booed off the stage. They're, they were literally it sounded like the worst thing. You, it was like a bad American Idol edition. Like, you would have these guys go on American Idol. Just, you know. I mean, it would work because they would get fame for it. But, like, they would just it'd be, be atrocious. Like, that's what this reminds me of. But it's like, you know what? I think, hey, yeah. Like, they're making probably so much money off this. Uh, so, it's like, whatever. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. But it's just like, how is this? Like, what is this world that we live in? I don't know. Uh, Yeah, but that's what—that's the hot news these days, the Island Boys. I'm an Island boy, and it's just like, I could rant about it for years. I'm just like, this is atrocity. But hey, you know what? Island Boys, man, r- raking in that dough. Raking in that dough. What, what can I say over here? Force Spotlight of the Week. My G4 spellout of the Week. I'm taking it to an event that's going to take place in the future. Uh, not futuristic. You know, not sci-fi. But just in, in a couple of days from now. Saturday, the boys and Allie. Maybe Kenny. Kenny, Kenny Dog. K-Dog. We're uh, going to take on the DePaul basketball game versus Loyola on Saturday. Uh, tickets are pretty cheap. If you're looking to like, go to a game... Uh, like a college game, I'd recommend going to a DePaul game or like a Northwestern game. The tickets are so cheap. Um, I think the ones on Saturday are actually like you know we're actually not going to buy our tickets beforehand. We're going to get them at the gate because you know to avoid the fees. I can't, I can't see them being more than twenty five thirty bucks. Uh, but like we, me and Kauf Day, we're looking at tickets coming up, and they were like five dollars for a lot of games, and that's like you know also a Tuesday night game against Duquesne. Uh, but we were looking at like, the biggie schedule, like, teams like Nova, Creighton, and they're only, like, 10 bucks. So, if you're going to see, like, a good basketball team, who, you know, DePaul's pretty good this year, you know, and just for cheap, go to the DePaul game, uh, it's, it's at the Wind Trust Arena, uh, so kind of near Soldier Field, uh, near UIC, kind of, um, so kind of a haul, but, you know, take the train, I'm sure parking's not bad, it's not like streets are flooded for DePaul games, uh, but something to do, I mean, we're looking to do something on Saturday, going like I hit the Rivers casino up afterwards uh, win some money there, uh, so it's gonna be a profitable day. that's all I gotta say so looking forward to this weekend. I haven't done anything literally in like a month. I've just been sitting on my ass, so looking to get at after this weekend uh make things happen the flick of the week this week I'm taking it to a Nicolas Cage classic in two thousand and nine you know early Nick you know early Nick Cage action uh and we're taking it to knowing uh, it's a sci-fi movie uh, kind of sci- it's kind of it's sci-fi towards the end which I'm not gonna spoil but uh it's just a movie like Nick Cage starts seeing these numbers um, he finds you know this information in his this time capsule from his son's school uh, and he ends up like seeing all these numbers and figures out oh my god like like 81 people are gonna die on this day you know like a mass incident and then so-and-so on this day, and of course everyone thinks he's crazy, and then one thing leads to another, and you know, like, you know, it's, he obviously is getting these signs, and everyone's like, you know, is the world coming to an end, you know, blah, 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 it's, it's a good movie, you know, it's, it's it's kind of scary, it's not scary, it's just like kind of mysterious, and you're like, what's going on here, you know, his son starts seeing things, so it's kind of, you know, has that, that, that sci-fi factor, um, that science fiction, you know, but, it's good, you know. It's not the best movie ever. It's not like you know, uh, Oscar award winning, but it definitely um, makes you think a lot. And and Nick Cage is good. You know, it's not one of those like really. I mean, every Nick Cage movie is kind of cheesy. Um, love National Treasure. You know, Con Air. If you've seen that, um, but no, it's it's a uh, it's less cheesy than those movies. Even though I don't think National Treasure is that cheesy. Really, I mean, it's a little bit because it's you know, aged appropriate, but you know. Overall, good movie. Uh it's on I think it's on Peacock. So yeah, if you get Peacock or uh, if you have it, I, I feel a lot of people actually just randomly have it and they don't even know it. Uh check it out. Uh two-hour movie. It's good uh knowing. The better of the week this week. We've been a little off recently. Uh my last couple picks on the pod. Uh lost my last two. Uh we're gonna get back on track tonight. Uh I'm gonna give you guys a couple picks. Uh so, you know, we'll see, we'll see how this works here. I'm going to go a couple picks here, give you what I know. Uh, we're going to go home dogs tonight, uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, I, of course, am an idiot and took them – well, Alvin Kamara was questionable, so I got my 4.5. They are now plus 6 after he's rolled out. But we got Mark Ingram. He's healthy. He's playing. Um, and we got Taysom Hill at quarterback. So it's not Trevor Simeon anymore. I would not bet on them if Trevor Simeon was quarterback. Uh, and I just – I don't know if they're going to win, but I think they're going to play a hell of a game because Sean Payton got embarrassed last Thursday at home on Thanksgiving against the Bills. I have a hard time seeing that happening again, even though it's against the Cowboys, who need a win. Uh, so yeah, both teams have been on losing streaks. Two for the Cowboys, four for the Saints. Saints are home. They're given six points. It's Sean Payton, they find a way. It doesn't matter who's out there. I know they have injuries. I'm taking the home dog on Thursday night. If the If the Dolphins can win on Thursday night... As a home dog, soaking the Saints. Uh, so I'm taking the Saints in this one. I think they might even win outright. Uh, but I think it's going to be really close. I, I think it's going to be a field goal game. Uh, so I like the plus 4.5 for myself and plus 6 for everybody else taking it now. I also like the Bulls tonight. Minus 2 at the Garden. It's going to be a close game. I know a lot of people are on the Knicks tonight. Uh, I'm never going to bet against the Bulls, obviously, so that could you know influence my bias. But I like the minus 2 number for the Bulls. They put a hell of a game on... Monday, they've got a couple days off. They're in New York. They should get this dub tonight. Uh, The Knicks, always a tough team to play. Uh, They are, you know, they're 11-10 now. They looked good against the Nets the other day. Um, But I like the Bulls. I I think it should be close, but Bulls pull away late. I said they went by six or seven points. It is now time for my favorite segment on the pod. It's everyone's favorite segment. It's, It's written down somewhere in the book of records. The Fickner Fantasy Cup Pod. Is better than any other pod. It's better than Seth Dvorak's pod. You know, he's a coach now in Virginia. He's chilling. Uh, you know, he doesn't have time for this. You know, where's Chris Claus at? Why? Is he on Wall Street making deals? You don't have time to be on the pod. Do I even mention Vinny Gaudio? With Aces models, the gym, protein shakes, he does not have time to participate in a league as sophisticated as the Fickner League. That being said, a lot to dive into. Uh, we missed week 12 last week. Luckily, not a lot of shit happening in the Figner world. Uh, a lot of a lot of the same rankings here. Not a lot of shift in the power rankings, even though it's getting close to playoffs, it's still, you know, it's it's pretty one side at the top right now. So I want to hop right into uh week 12 matchups here. Uh I might have some bias since the saloons just suck ass, um, but regardless of that being said, not a lot of exciting matchups once again uh, in Fick World, and we're gonna start right to it. Tite's taking on the saloons. Saloons definitely needing a dub, uh, and it was Tite's manhandling the saloons once again this year. One thirty to ninety three. Uh, Tite's Big Sam moving to eight and four. Uh, saloons moving to four and eight. Uh, needing to win out and having some things to happen to make the playoffs. It's not looking good for the saloons, um, but we like our team for if it if if we don't make the playoffs, we like our team for the uh uh the the consolation bracket. I couldn't think of the name uh, uh the sacko, which is you know loser bracket. I like my team though. I don't want to you know. I don't think I'll be the fic this year, um, but you know. You never know, but I like what I'm dealing with. You know, if it comes to it, I like my boys. We'll see what happens. Um, about that action, taking the L from the commissioner this week, one thirty four to seventy six. The commissioner moving to nine and three, five game winning streak for Mister Boyd, seven and five for Lebo. Uh, fine loss right there, losing to the best team. He will make the playoffs this year. It's all that matters. Uh, so both teams looking good going into the playoffs. Uh, commissioner locking up that buy the conundrums taking on dan fernando's vegas Sun yet another grinded out win for the conundrums 91 to 81 moving to 9 and 3 on the year i don't know how this guy is 9 and 3 i love you klein hands but some questionable wins this year he's been quiet in the chat i haven't heard him speak in years uh so I wonder what's going on in Kleinhands world. A, l- a lot of Friendsgivings, I think. I've heard, you know, I I think he was in two Friendsgivings the other weekend. So busy, busy guy. Uh, we get it, Kleinhands. Just keep winning. Uh do your thing in the shadows. Uh, but tough loss for Ticket. Uh Ticket now moving to five and seven after that huge win of the saloons is now five and seven. Uh, in risk of not making the playoffs. Uh he's right there though. Uh needs a couple wins uh at the end of the season. Uh and then we have the crusty clams. Holman's crusty clams, dominating. McGee's human centipede taking McGee's out of the playoffs. Crusty uh, clams, one thirty nine to ninety six. Holman four and eight, still alive. You 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 think to yourself, how does this man do it year in and year out? Being three and eight, you think he's just done, and then here he is at four and eight with a lot of points for. So if he somehow wins out uh me and cough daddy fall apart he's take falls apart he's right there, the clams are right there um and so Holman doing his thing per usual playoff starting three weeks early uh, four weeks early team cough daddy dismantling m m c minneapolis Micropudos one twenty seven to sixty six uh moving to five and seven uh cough daddy again. Starting off slow this year, but here he is right at the thick of things with two weeks to go, uh, with a couple of pivotal matchups. Uh, Mister Fernando, it uh, was due for a loss uh, after coming off his win last week, after coming off his two wins. So six and six now for Minneapolis should be in the playoffs. Probably just needs you know he needs to win one more week to secure it, but we will see if he can do that. So I guess lots of things happening at the bottom here, lots of shitty, gross, you know, things, but. This leads me into uh, the power rankings here. Before we get into the next week's juicy matchups, which there are pivotal matchups next week, I will say things are things will go down next week. Um, but week thirteen power rankings, we're gonna start at the bottom. At number ten, we have Mr. Mike Nasser, officially eliminated from the playoffs this year. I think. I think mathematically, I don't know if I guess if somehow everybody lost, but I don't think that can happen. So I think Mr. Nasser at three and nine is out. Uh, he's starting to prepare for Fickbull playoffs. Or or you know, consolation, I should say, um so prayer's up to Mr. Nasser. It's been a rough year for him just couldn't could never figure out the locker room, mojo, and number nine, we have Mr. Riddle, Sukun saloons himself losing his last three after getting to four and five. things were looking promising. He's now officially against the wall um needs needs to win out. The playoffs have started for the saloons. Can he do it? We will see, and number eight, we have Holman. Somehow surpassing the lions, I never thought it would happen again. But here are uh, the Holmans, crusty clams, uh, and they're right there at four and eight. They went out. Something happens. Holman's right there for the tag. number seven. We have Team Cough Daddy right on the birth of a playoff spot at five and seven, right behind Big Ticket and Nato. Uh, he needs some more points, but pivotal matchup this week uh, against yours truly. We'll get into that in a little bit. But team coughed at it, right in the cusp of making things happen. At number six, we have big ticket review Nick Postuovic uh, coming off a hard loss to the not being able to get it done. It was tough. Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek and Bye. That's pretty much his team, uh, along with Dearness Johnson. Uh, so, but who you know isn't doing anything with Chubb back. Uh, so ticket number six struggling to find a way in. At number five, we have Nick Fernando. MMC uh coming off a tough loss against Cough Daddy at 6-6. Six six. Still looking good for the playoffs, needs one more win to secure it. Will he do it next week? And number four, we have bout that action. Mr. Luke Liebert uh, sitting comfortably at 7-5, holding a playoff spot. Uh himself a spot with the seventh win. So sitting comfortably in the playoffs. And number three, we have Big Coon, Sam Coon Titeys, whatever you want to call him. Uh 8-4 right now you know winning his last three after you know losing four in a row so you know he's made his way back into things i think th- i think he won four in a row i, th- I think he was four and oh to four and four to eight and four so crazy year for coom but there he is gonna make the playoffs this year no ball for him uh and then at number two we have the conundrums matthew klein hands at nine and three finding a way week in and week out to get things done uh don't know how he does it, uh, but he finds a way. He, he does it quietly. He takes care of his business, uh, and there he is. And number two, and number one, we have your commissioner, Luke Liebert or Luke Liebert. I wish it was Luke Liebert. God damn it, Luke Boyd. At number one, uh, taking us all out of town right now. Uh, him and Cooper Cup can go have a jerk sesh. I've had enough of those guys. Um, but Luke Boyd currently number one. Which leads us into week thirteen projections here, or you know, matchups, I should say. And we're gonna start it off right here, uh, with about that action and the conundrums. Uh seven and five against nine and three. Uh, I'm liking about that action this this week. I like him coming off a loss. I'm very good against coming off a loss this year. I'm taking about that action, I think the Conundrums kind of to do for a loss. Uh moving about that action to eight and five and the conundrums to nine and four. Um Tate taking on the commissioner. Another sneaky good matchup here. Uh, I like the commissioner at home. You know, both predicted a lot of points. 128 to 117. Uh, I like the commissioner uh, as the home favorite here. I'm taking the spread. Uh, I, I think he wins by 20 points. Krusty Clams taking on Dan Fernando's Vegas Sun. Huge matchup here. Uh, pretty much both teams need it. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the... You know what? I don't want to give you Drades, Holman. I don't want to give you Drades. I'm not going to pick you. I'm taking ticket here. I think ticket comes back from his two game losing streak. I think Holman's just going to come up a bit short this season. I'm taking I'm taking the the home uh slightly home favorite uh big ticket. Um. Minneapolis Mike is taking on McGee's Human Centipede. Uh, I like MMC in this matchup. Uh, I think McGee's season is over. Um, well, it is over. But will he play spoiler in this matchup? You know, he's nothing to lose at this point. He could, um, but I like Minneapolis here. I think he gets it done on the road uh, as favorites. Uh, I'm taking MMC here. And then, but last but not least, the matchup of the year: uh, the Sukun Saloons taking on Team Cough Daddy. Uh, saloons sliding right now. Three in losing streak. Team Cough Daddy. Five and seven, saloons four and eight. Both need, desperately need a win to keep their seasons alive. Uh I'm gonna have to go with the saloons here. It's it's a pick em, Uh it's essentially an even matchup here. But we like the saloons back against the wall. We needed a win against earlier this year against Cough Daddy being 0 and 3. We were able to get it done. I think the saloons are gonna get it done again this week with a must win in uh, a thriller. I think it's gonna be a barn burner. It's it's, it's gonna come down to the final matchups. Uh, but we're taking the saloons to keep a season alive. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, it's been warm the last couple of days, but going to get chilly again this weekend, so strap it down. Watch some college football championship games around f- Saturday, the conference championships, that is. Uh, so go to a casino, place your bets. Let's get jiggy with it this weekend. Watch some hoops. I love you all. Real Daddy, he's out.